I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Satan, you bow your knee. Satan, you bow your knee. You fall on your face. You fall on your face. COVID-19. my pussy wet now <laughs> no can't oh, say that gonna, oh shit you gonna make my pussy wet now does that not just make you feel so horny to just like fucking like fuck the day you know it, like, it makes me feel clean. ready for like a wednesday morning workout even though it's not even wednesday oh, god brian Whoa, you're dude, that's, pretty serious. that's pretty serious um that's so funny he's got he's got a quite a few uh takes on the whole COVID 19 uh thing Oh um, really? I've I only oh, no. saw the thing on. Chris oh yeah. Oh no no. He's he's been he's been putting out lots of gold. Um, <laughs> a bit bit of an a bit of an idiot. Um, it also kind of timely that we we used his uh, his drop there for today's. Uh, we we've been sort of calling these uh, feel good Friday episodes. Um, uh, and today's actually Good Friday. So uh, to all of our Catholic uh, Christian listeners out there <laughs> celebrating Good Friday, hello, happy Good Friday. Uh, stay inside. You know, it's East, Easter's coming up. It's Easter weekend, but uh, don't have a giant <clears throat> gathering of a family feast of thirty. Uh, it's not safe. Yeah. <clears throat> and and but maybe if, the, if uh... maybe if like this, you know, maybe if you are feeling like you're missing out on being in church today, like maybe this can replace your experience of being in church, listening to this. Podcast. Amen, Brian. And and, and, all, and although the pastor uh, or preacher. Uh, has uh, a very, very uh, we we like his stance against COVID nineteen. Um, <laughs> I don't think we do. Thing, I don't think until, I do like his stance. In, well, we like the we like his stance that he doesn't like it. Yeah, blowing. Uh, he wishes bl- it to go away, but just don't blow the wind of God <laughs> yeah. anywhere yeah. until after this whole thing is over. I th- what did I title that track that I sent I sent to you guys there? Um, I blow I blow on you, Jesus banger. Was the was the name of that? Uh, Did you make that, up that title, or I made up that title? That that track actually uh, that track comes from a gentleman here. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up the uh, credit there for that track. Is Jesus speaking moistly? Oh God, I laughed so hard at that. Mm. Bridie and I <laughs> fucking died when he said that. I, I I gotta say we have such a like our our prime minister is he's an incredibly charming individual. You know what I mean? Like that, like mm. that moment was so, uh, uh, that, that track came to you from, uh, Darren Craig, uh, on Instagram there. So thank you. I don't Darren really Craig. get all this shade that people throw on the word moist. Uh, like, I don't think <sighs> really? it's that gross. Mm, it's, it's just, it's, it's a bit of a, put it together. It's yeah. I, it's, I, I mean, I feel like, I think it's kind of like, uh, I think it's kind of like, um, Fuck, not coriander, but what's the what's the other word for coriander? Oh, um, uh, cilantro. Cilantro. Yeah. Cilantro. It's like cilantro. Cilantro. it's like cilantro. I think it's a genetic thing. Yeah, I think I think I think when you you're don't born, like the word moist, it's like you're born. You're born with, like with a, the hate. something in your ge- in your genetics that just goes oh, every time you hear the word moist. Um. Uh. So how's how's everyone's week going so far? Actually, you know what? Before we get into that, I just want to say we uh, this this Friday we're throwing to a conversation a little bit later um, with our new friend Ryan, who is a 
a nurse in the ICU here in Halifax. Um, and uh, it was a really, really great conversation, kind of eye-opening, uh, kind of laid out, sort of laid out the... the uh, uh, the lay of the land for what one might expect if they were in the ICU in general, and then also what what one is likely to expect uh, when when they end up in the ICU with COVID nineteen. Uh, we talk about ventilators, and we talk about critical care, and we talk about uh, fuck. We talk about Boris Johnson for a little bit. Um, who, yeah, by the way, is he's, good old Bojo? Bojo's coming out. He's he's he oh, seems he? to be recovering. Yeah, he's out of ICU, so he's doing better. Um, man, that would have been so. Fucking fucked. It would have been, but you know what? Honestly, I think him going into the ICU and recovering is best case scenario. And I mean, For also sure. the part of him going into ICU. Oh, I because, see. Because because of just the psychological aspect to that, in terms of like the message that it sends to world leaders everywhere, that like this thing doesn't discriminate. Mm. One of the one of the one of the most powerful. Uh, leaders on the planet had to go to the ICU because of this thing. It's it's yeah. weird. Um, it's it's c- weird how we all react to celebrity getting sick. You know I was what I mean? Say like, though, like, isn't it crazy that it it has to take or it takes some something like that happening for people to be like, oh yeah, okay, well, I no, guess I'll take it, this more no, seriously. It, no, it's not that crazy because it. I think so people were taking this quite seriously before he went. Yes, in. yeah, but I think it's just a it's just a different level. Yeah, of, but but to your point, Brian, you do have a bit of a point, Brian, in terms of like it. I was I was about to make the point that like people once a celebrity or someone of of like a pretty high stature gets affected, it seems like more people get more people do tend to like almost take it a little bit more seriously or or they they feel a little bit more affected by it, and it's it's the same. I I feel like it's the same psychologically. It's kind of the same reaction that you would have if someone that you knew caught it someone that you personally knew caught it and was like really, really affected by it. Right. It's it. We feel like we know celebrities. We feel like we know leaders. We feel like we know these people that we hear talking to us all the time. You know, like how many podcasts do you listen to where you, you sit there and you, you go, there's people listening to this right now who fucking like legitimately feel like they know us. And to a degree they do like there, there's this, there is this, I mean that, that false sense of familiarity is not so false. Like you, you do. We do know yeah. some of these people, um, and both the people, and and both celebrity and the people, whether you and the people that you're close to, they feel until they until they are affected by it, they feel like a bit of an untouchable class. Yeah, and and then and then when they're not, it is it is definitely a bit of an eye opening. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When you, when you put it that way, though, it makes a lot of sense. But like when we first bring brought. Uh, Boris Johnson getting it's like why even you know like why even talk about him like why even make this about him well because, because I mean thousands if he di- and thousands I mean, and thousands of people who are getting this and dying yeah but Brian you know, it's also a, it's also yeah, a, yeah, a crazy it's a, it's a historical world. moment if no, let's, no, say, let's say let's say it, he died today a leader of a of of one of the like one of the, massive, the most powerful countries in the world dying because it, it it had a virus like that that's like I mean just think of how insane it would be if if um Think about think about what happened to the world when JFK was 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 assassinated. Like any time a world leader dies, it's a that's a huge yeah. monumental moment in because it's not it's not just the person dying; it's the country needing to figure out what the fuck to do, which they have protocols in place to know what to do. But it's a massive shakeup for a country, something that shakes economies, and I mean, yeah, not, the economy is already shaking. I mean, the yeah, last exactly. Thing, like, the They're, last thing a, the world needs is a world leader dying and not being there to reassure whatever the fuck, everything that that's involved in an economy. And that's just one aspect of it. I mean, yeah, he's one of the few like really famous prominent people that's had to get intensive care to get better. Like mm. all these other celebrities and stuff like Idris Elba, Sophie Gregoire Trudeau, like they've They're all just said, yeah, I tested positive. Yeah. yeah. Like I don't feel very good, but whatever, but it's a whole other thing to see someone that like has money and has power and this sent them to the ICU. Mm, mm, yeah. Because they yeah. wouldn't have sent him there unless it was needed. Mm. Yeah, it is crazy. Like mm. any, I do feel yeah. you, though. I do feel you, though, Brian, if it, if it was like, um, you know, like that, that the guy with the fucking slushy on TMZ gets <laughs> COVID. It's like, who the fuck cares? You know, like he's just another person. 
<laughs> world, <laughs> you know, world world leader might just slides into the, a little the bit guy of a category. TMZ. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. Um, speaking of funny, uh, let's uh, you know this is Feel Good Friday. We're trying to just keep the laughs going, um, and uh, we got a little heavy there with the Boris Johnson. So a little palate cleanser uh, for you all. Uh, one of my favorite uh, funny men. Uh, of the last like the last you know twenty years has been um, Tracy Morgan and I oh my god dude oh, god. this <laughs> fucking killed me so if you're if you're at home watching or if you're at home listening to this um, just hit up uh, YouTube and go look up Tracy Morgan speaks about his life during quarantine so he was on USA Today which is a you know USA Today is like it's it's like a reputable like like morning news program. It's like the biggest fucking like morning news program in America. And for whatever reason, they think it's a good idea to bring on Tracy Morgan to talk about how he's holding up in quarantine. Um, so I'm going to just uh, hit play it's on this. because he was on 30 Rock. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's see if the, let's see how well this went. Tell me about what life is like being at home for Tracy and his family. Oh, well, me and my wife been quarantining it for like three weeks, so she's pregnant three times. Every week she got pregnant. <laughs> okay. So, you know. So, we, 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 and we also, we're role-playing a lot now. We're role-playing. She's playing a young maiden okay. whose grandfather was infected with coronavirus, and I'm the scientist who discovered the cure, and she'll do anything to save her grandfather's life. Okay. I mean, anything. Well, you are, you are a creative one. All right, so... T- <laughs> my favorite is her reaction. You, yeah, you are a creative one. Okay. I, oh my God. Fuck! I, I immediately regret this decision. Did she? Did 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 uh, she keep interviewing him there? Did she, did they pull the plug on the interview no, at no, that time? I, I think they. I think they kept interviewing him. Holy shit! How funny is that guy, man? He doesn't give a fuck. Um. Uh. Yeah. Wait. I, I mean, like, not to get too personal, but. Um, is like is quarantine time making is does quarantine time like jack up the sex time, or like you know what I mean like yeah it, like do you do you find you're having more sex than you normally would because you're are in you, quarantine? Are you specifically asking Taylor and I? Well, yeah, because you <laughs> the t- yeah because the two of you are the only two people that are that are in quarantine with a fuckable person. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm guess I'm technically in quarantine with a fuckable person, but my roommate and I we don't see each other like that. For me, it's a for me it's a, a unique dynamic like, because like I, I just didn't want that to sound. I didn't yeah there it could yeah. be fucking yeah, yeah, I like, didn't want it to sound it's like possible I didn't want it to sound like I'm just I'm shacked up with like you know Quasimodo over here I mean I guess <laughs> Bigby is Bigby's kind of like Quasimodo but I have a very I have a very, I have a, I have a very beautiful roommate um, just we we just um, well she 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 bats for the other team so uh, so so anyway that's why I'm asking you guys. Um, <laughs> Uh, like you guys, like you guys know, I have an interesting dynamic because um, because I'm staying at Maddie's parents' house. Oh, right? dude, so, sick! Yeah, so, you, so you're getting that real so, like uh, weird shit. Nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mom and dad and everything. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting that, getting that, getting that, fa- that, uh, that taboo. That uh, those taboo. Yeah, totally. Uh, okay, let's yeah. no, let's not go there. That's, that's not the show. Not the show. I'm glad. I'm glad that you stopped that. Um, but yeah, it, it, obviously, it's uh, it's a little bit more challenging living with parents but but um but don't you know doesn't doesn't maddie usually live there like when you go visit maddie like no she has an apartment in in quebec city oh yeah so there's just every time where you're over there it's like you're at a different you're at a different living situation i have yeah. no idea how it works yeah well which is also why it's helpful to have the van you know so we can like travel around and we, we basically have like a mobile home so so you're banging yeah. in the driveway that's cool um <laughs> Well, no, down by the river. Brian, do you want to plug anything there in case you can get some free Instagram like van life type stuff going on? <laughs> do I want to plug my personal Instagram? Yeah, <laughs> just I mean, like, yeah. who knows? There could be there could be like van accessories that are oh, for fuck's sake like, uh, given away. That would that would be great, but I'd actually rather people just join me for my Wednesday morning workouts. Okay. Uh, uh, speaking you can follow of, at YHC. Sweats. Speaking <laughs> of speaking of parents. Um, uh, did you guys, uh, did you guys get a chance to see this video of the, of the woman trying to get her, her grandfather to wear the mask that she made for him, but he really is like not having it. Oh, 
I got your mace, somebody. Oh, your mace, somebody. Okay, you go. This it? Yeah. Got the. Oh, no. This thing so goes. Yeah, they're no, it ain't. It's not my titty. No, it ain't, man. Put it. Goddamn. I got one titty. Okay, just a little bit of context for those of you listening at home. Um, she has given him a mask that she made, which is clearly made out of one of the pads from her bra. This is a mask. This ain't no motherfucking mask. You hooked this motherfucker up, you made it, hook it up. Oh my god. But this ain't no this is a, a woman's goddamn titty. <laughs> Junior, no, it's not. I'm telling you it's a man. Try the mask on, please. This go behind your head. No, when well, I put this motherfucker on, you gonna start that. No, I'm not. It's a titty motherfucker. No, I'm not. <laughs> Could you please try on the mask? I took my time and I made it for you. I made did one too. <laughs> Oh my god, you know I put a mask on? Yeah, but this motherfucker won't go. Tight ass bitch. There you go. Yeah, you know, now look up. Look up. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. Yeah, that is, uh, <clears throat> God, that made me laugh. That's really funny. If You know, if that was a TikTok video about a minute in, it would have said like for part two for the reveal, but I'm glad YouTube exists, guys. Oh wow! You Thanks know what, Brian? Uh, you us in on how that would have played out on TikTok. Yeah, Brian. I don't know if you know this, but TikTok is a um, is apparently a uh, uh, Christ, Bigby. What are you doing? Bigby's scared of the wind, and so he's hiding underneath my desk. I don't. My desk is not a big desk, and Bigby is a very big boy. Buddy, he's like Clifford, the big just, red dog. It's just wind, bud. It's just wind. You don't have to be so scared of the wind. Why are you scared of wind? How the fuck, how the fuck, if, if someone comes to break into this house, Bigby, how are you going to scare them off if they just blow the wind of God on you? It's, it, the wind, uh, <laughs> the wind blows our, our screen door open and like slams it and Bigby's like, oh my God, uh, the whole house is going to come down on him. Good job, buddy. Hiding under the desk. Uh, hey, do you guys, do you guys want to hear something, uh, cool? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I love how I love how like we added someone to the team and like usually that person is the one that starts taking all the shit, but like Lauren just immediately throws shade on Brian. I like, like how I like how you guys uh, I love it. I like I how you guys um, fully support uh, bullying. Like you guys group together and and bully me and you guys think that yeah. it's funny. Well, it was it was um, it was anti-bullying pink shirt day. I think yesterday, so I wore whatever color is the opposite of pink to show yeah, my I full, thought so. full <laughs> to, to show my support. support I was wearing pink, and you guys were all wearing black. Yeah, <laughs> oh my <laughs> god, of your hearts. Jesus, Brian. You know what though? I will I will say this. You know, Brian, you we you get it from the three of us, but we we have we have people in droves messaging us on Instagram, uh, droves t- telling us how. How Bri- Taylor and I are too hard on Bri. So, mm. Bri, the listeners love you. They hear you. And they would never bully you. Um, except They're for just, Jennifer Feltenstein, I, who, for whatever reason, a young woman in New York just loves to shit on you. Brian. And she would, for sure, <laughs> yeah. fucking throw you under the bus any goddamn it's day. It's weird. Hey, you know, Bri makes um, no bones about who her it, favorite is. It, is. it is weird that like we do a podcast where we try to empathize and be compassionate towards people, except you guys just aren't that way towards me. And like sometimes I lay in bed That's at night and I'm like, charm, is it something Brian? I said? Is it something I did? Hey, Brian. Like, why? Keep thinking why? about it. Bri, why are you guys so hard on me? Bri, just uh, how about just shut up for a minute, and uh, why don't you throw it to the 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 uh, segment you wanted to talk about about uh, no, John? No, I asked. John I asked. No, I asked if you guys wanted to hear something cool, and Lauren said no, so I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> oh, all right then. No, I have I have thick no, skin. No. I can take it. So uh, there you go. So good, I good do want to I do want to talk about actually. Lauren Lauren's the one who who messaged me this article to. Uh, 
to keep me updated on on the happenings of Jean Truchon. Jean Truchon. You guys remember JT? You know what, Brian? I I do. do, But why don't you remind our listeners, because um, there's probably a few of them who either don't remember or haven't heard yet of who Jean Truchon is. So Jean Truchon, Truchon, I I actually tried to say that properly there and and messed up. Um, And you're the only one in Quebec too, Brian. (laughs) Let the record show. But you're the only one who speaks French, so you should be saying his name. Is he saying it right? I speak French. Hello. Jean Truchon. Yeah, Jean, Jean Truchon. I, I want to hear yeah. you do an equally uh, great accent like Lauren did. Jean Truchon. Oh! Uh, no, Lauren was better. <laughs> that was good. Uh, that was so, good. Yeah, that was good. So, good job, Brian. But, but, or Taylor. Uh, uh, fuck but, you, Brian. Okay, good job, so Taylor. You have to say, you have to say uh, <laughs> Michelle Gladue's name, too. Sorry, you want me to say Michelle Gladue. Michelle Gladue? Gladue? Yeah. Michel Gladue. Yeah. Lauren? Michel Gladue. Mm-hmm. Okay, so she was the other character in our story. Um, but she doesn't make an appearance in this update. So Jean Truchon was uh, the gentleman from Quebec who uh, who contested the, um, the maid legislation uh, that said basically you had to have a reasonable foreseeable uh, death to go ahead with medical assistance in dying and it went all the way up to the Supreme Court and they ruled that it was against the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedom to uh, prevent him from getting access so he had cerebral palsy so he was actually um, when they when they made that ruling um, he was actually able to go through with MAID but he delayed it and uh, according to this article, he actually had set the date to June 22nd. So of this year, June 22nd of 2020. Of this year, mm-hmm. he was going to go through with MAID. But um, given the fact that there's this global uh, pandemic happening, he decided that he was going to bump it forward. So on April 7th, he received uh, medical assistance in dying and chose to end his life. Yeah, it's pretty, um, pretty like m- monumental. Um, uh, he played a pretty like pretty big role in mm-hmm. in the the change in legislature um, that's that's happened in made in especially in the last like you know since since um, since Audrey has died. That's only been what has that been like? Maybe maybe a, a year and a half. A year so and a half. It would have been yeah. no November, like first of November. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. twenty. 18. Yeah, that is good news. I mean, he played a huge role, but it's very sad that he that the virus like made him made him uh <clears throat> made him do it sooner mm-hmm. than he mm-hmm. wanted than he wanted to. Yeah. Yeah, sad That's but like, but also um sad but also pretty pretty fantastic that he had that choice. Mm-hmm. I wonder yeah. what uh like funerals or what people are going to do for funerals. Cause that's a traditional, like, cause we hear all this stuff about people canceling their weddings and postponing them. But you know, when someone dies, you can't postpone their, like, I just wonder what people are. They're, going to do for they're that. unable to have them. Um, yeah. yeah, it's, uh, it's, that's a, I, that's a really, really are sad they postponing part of what... them though. Like, are they just choosing like a, you know, once this is all done, we'll have like a celebration of life. Like, I guess yeah. you can't, you can, you probably can't, and depending on where you are in the world, whoa, um, dudes, whoa, 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 and how bad, what the fuck? how bad, uh, I'm getting a, an emergency alert on my phone. Yeah, hey, me too. So am I. Emergency alert: COVID nineteen is deadly. Stop the spread now. Stay home. Only leave for essential groceries, prescriptions, or medical appointments. Ignoring public health direction endangers lives. Stay home. If you do not, we will ensure that the the winds of God will be blown on you. On you. Wow. Whoa, what <laughs> the fuck. <laughs> This is crazy. You in cap, you in capitals. Uh, Wait, get, how much? Get, <laughs> and then, it, and then it says, "Get ready for a banger." Open up your iTunes for the latest uh, Jesus blows on you, uh, banger. Huh, interesting, oh. but that that is interesting. An emergency alert is that, Brian? Did you get one on your phone? No. So it's in Nova Scotia, Ontario, the other day. Huh. Yeah, it's a Nova Scotia. Yeah, it's a Nova Scotia. <laughs> from a yeah. Nova Scotia uh, warning. Or, crazy. Uh, uh, that is crazy. Uh, hey, did you guys that's, see uh, that? That's, that's a little... That makes that made me feel a bit weird in my belly. 
Did you guys see that? Uh, do you know what will make you feel good, though? It does feel a little bit late. It does feel hey late. Man, I feel like... Hey, man, I've been in my house for three weeks. <laughs> yeah, it feels like we should have got this, like, on March 15th. Yeah. Oh, do you guys know what will make it, make you feel better? What's that, Brian? Um, this uh, uni- University of Saskatchewan, uh, the, the medicine department at USASC, they put together a page of resources... Um, that provide humor for people going through these uh, tough and weird times. There we go. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, COVID-19 is no laughing matter? I don't know. Including including, <laughs> including dad jokes. Oh, yeah? All right, Brian, yeah. I'm going to give you... You have... I will allot you one dad joke for this episode, and then, and then we'll throw to our conversation with Ryan, the ICU nurse, okay? Yeah. Dude, so, I wrote you the other day. I was telling you... <laughs> Never mind. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna share that one. Uh, why was that one of the jokes from <laughs> the subreddit you sent me? That was like really, really dark, dark, not uh, very horrible jokes that Brian should never tell on the podcast. Was that with that one? No, that was definitely that one. gonna want to hear one of those. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to tell one? Yeah. No, no, don't. <laughs> well, yeah. No, don't do it. Don't. <laughs> stop no, it. Brian. Yeah, Brian. No, whatever stop, you do, don't do that. Do. Oh my God, don't do that. But do, but don't. But please do. Uh, all right, Brian. You get a dad joke. You ready? Give it to us, buddy. Uh, what okay. What happens? What happens when you go to the bathroom in France? What? European. All right. So uh, <laughs> this week we talked to Ryan, who's an ICU. Wait, 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 wait. What if you go number two? What? You're a pooping. You're dropping a deuce. <laughs> no, guys, you're uh, you're still you're just going to the bathroom number two in France. There was no joke. I was just asking you what happens if you. Yeah. Again, uh, thanks for interrupting me there. Uh, throwing Fuck to our conversation Ryan. with Ryan. Uh, Ryan is an ICU nurse at a local hospital here in Halifax, Nova Scotia, and uh, he tells us about what life is like working in the intensive care unit. Um, it's, uh, again, really awesome conversation. Ryan's a, Ryan's a great character, and uh, we're really glad to have met him and, and have him on the show. And uh, before we do throw to that, I just want to say a huge, huge thank you, huge shout-out to all of our, um, all of our recent patrons. Um, there's been, uh, you know, a big, a big overwhelming... Um, uh, an, an overwhelming outpouring of, of support there. And so we thank you so much, and we're really loving these weekly uh, Patreon hangouts that we've been doing. Uh, last night was really fun. We all got dressed up in silly co- costumes and uh, and got drunk together in our living rooms. Um, and I'm looking forward to more and more of those. So uh, thank you all so much for your, your support on Patreon. And if you'd like to support us, you can go to patreon.com slash sickboy uh, you know for all the perks and all the fun. You know what's funny, Jared? You just... Um Spoke for like a minute there, and and I was trying to think about a uh, a, a joke about construction, but um, I'm still working on it. All right, uh, this. All right, well, you know what? I got nothing else to say now. Um, thank you for listening to our podcast. We'll see you again <laughs> next Friday, uh, and until then, enjoy this conversation with Ryan. Yeah, dude, what is up with your mouth and really, really nasty canker sores? It's um, it's when I, it's it's when I eat um, sugary stuff, and like Maddie's mom's been baking like crazy, so, um, she bakes like pretty healthy, like they all eat really healthy here, which is great. Um, but, but uh, you sure they're canker sores? Yeah. What's Maddie's mouth looking like? Clean. I see what you're getting uh, at, Jeremy. Interesting. I see well, what let's you're let's too, ask but... let's ask the uh, the nurse, uh, Ryan. How are you? I'm um, well. Do you think that Brian has some sort of uh, sexually transmitted mouth disease? I don't think we'll be able to find out until after this pandemic is over, as <laughs> I think STI testing is not considered an essential service right now. Whoa, really? Um, wow. Good luck, I Brian. Think so, so uh, 
But Wait, even that, even if someone strongly recommend him getting tested, even if someone thought they had syphilis, do you think I, they'd be I, like? I feel like if you, I feel like if you're showing symptoms of something, I'm sure you can still get consultation sure. and stuff. Right. I don't think it says you know the Dixon Building don't have their walk-in Monday and Thursday. Uh, <laughs> you know, go socialize there <laughs> right. and uh, <laughs> right. Uh, and scroll on Tinder while you're waiting for your appointment. <laughs> so uh, today we're we're sitting down with Ryan. Um, uh, you're a nurse in the ICU in a local hospital here in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Um, uh, first of all, I guess uh, the first thing I want to know is, is, um, the ICU seems like a pretty intense place for someone to be. Um, is that, what's that like, uh, like as a work environment, is it a pretty, pretty intense place? Um, well, like, like the word says, uh, it's intensive care unit. Um, so essentially we look after the sickest of the sick, um, in order to be a patient in ICU, you're deemed critical um and most of our patients need to have a breathing tube and some sort of blood pressure support in order to uh heal them and get them out of there is um, that what is that what what deems them as critical that they that they need they need basically need some sort of machine or technology to keep them alive yeah so basically in the hospital um i know the way it works here is you have your regular floors, like your medical and surgical units. Um, often then there's what we call step-downs or intermediate care units. Um, so they're for people that are a little bit too sick for the floor that would need a little bit more um, extra monitoring. Um, so obviously nurses in these units have less patients than they would on the floors that are crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, then the intensive care unit, um, is even more specialized. You are, like I said, getting the sickest of the sick. Um, we're usually a one on one to one nurse patient ratio, um, as our patients are super unpredictable, uh, with their outcomes. Um, I know there's an old saying I learned in my critical care program. That's like no tubey, no tropey, no ICUE. So basically the tube is your breathing tube and, uh, your inotropes, um, uh, Tropy is um, forms of medication that we give um, for, um, to essentially support blood pressure. Um, a lot of our patients have super low blood pressures. Um, and when you have low blood pressures, all your vital organs are not getting perfused. So we need ways to higher their blood pressure. So uh, we put them on what we call vasopressors or inotropes. So no tubi, no tropy, no ICUE. Huh. Sweet. Now, that was a, a comprehensive rundown. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. In in, in this like pandemic time, um, I mean, I know from based off of the, um, you know, the daily check ins that we're getting from the premier and from Doctor Strange, aka Doctor Strang, um, about the situation here in in Nova Scotia, um, and and from what I gather. Right now, there's there's only a handful of people that are actually in the hospital um, who are who who have COVID nineteen, um, and out of that handful of people that are actually in the hospital, I don't I don't think many of them are in intensive care. Um, so I'm assuming that right now things aren't uh, kind of out of control or or really you know super intense for for you guys in terms of. COVID and, and the pandemic. Which is um, drastically different from like some hospitals because some hospitals are like, their IC units are like s- strictly COVID-19 absolutely. patients. Yeah. Right? You are yeah. super right on that. Um, we are not New York yet and we're not even Toronto yet. Um, are you doing anything to prepare for that or anything that you're like, like, are you guys oh, running like training programs oh, to be like, like when shit hits the fan? So, so much. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's actually pretty interesting. Um, like, there's a lot of preparation uh, to be able to care for these COVID patients. Um, and my intensive care unit is one of the units that um, will be um, one of the COVID units uh, for critical care. Um, so with that, basically, you need to be efficient in looking after regular critical care patients anyways. Back to our basics, we're looking after our mechanical ventilation and keeping people as stable as we can in a super controlled setting. Um, with COVID-19 um, comes, it's a very specific respiratory um, disease that people get. And the unlucky people that have to come to ICU um, often develop what we call ARDS, which is acute respiratory distress syndrome. Um, in order to care with for someone with 
ARDS. Um, they're very <sighs> sick and um, they need a lot of ventilator support. Um, so, you know, you need to be pretty swift on your vent modes and um, interpreting what your arterial blood gases, all this stuff that probably sounds like a bunch of Greek. Um, <laughs> something cool that um, I've noticed with um, looking after patients with ARDS, and I noticed initially they were doing it in videos from China and stuff, is something that we call proning. Mm. Um, and that proning? proning. Oh God, Jesus! This sounds this sounds sounds invasive. Already. I'm, I yeah, I'm all my butthole is already puckering, <laughs> <laughs> and so it should be. Uh, no, so so proning is actually um, super cool, and um, it's something that my unit um, has been doing historically for a while. Um, essentially. Basically, when somebody has ARDS, um, they get super sick lungs. In our lungs, we have these little sacs that are almost like little grapes. They're called alveoli. When someone gets super, super sick and develops ARDS, um, these little alveoli end up getting full of fluid or they end up collapsing. So they need vent, vent support. But sometimes just the vent alone doesn't do the trick. So then we go to the clenching proning um oh god you added another word in there clenching clenching you, you, said, clenching. you said clenching <laughs> i thought yes, that was sorry. a medical term i was like oh no it's clenching and proning <laughs> no no there's no clenching involved <laughs> okay okay i'm with you now i'll get you proning essentially um it's super it's actually super cool i find it super fascinating um you take patients and you flip them upside down in bed um but it's not as easy as you know one of us flipping upside and bed because we don't have breathing tubes and um whoa cords coming everywhere I, I actually i actually saw this happen um recently on an episode of gray's anatomy oh um, fuck brian fuck yeah. sakes bro. <laughs> they were doing a they were doing a like a an open like an open brain surgery and yeah. he started to like uh uh, they started to lose the patient, and they had to like roll him upside down in the middle yeah. of the surgery to like keep him alive. When you say upside down, do you mean like on their belly, or do you mean like head? Okay, all right. Yeah. Okay. No, we we tie them to the ceiling. And let yeah, them <laughs> dude, that's what I was. I'm looking like, at photos now, and it is on their belly. But when you said it, I I pictured them being on like an inversion table. Yeah, like strung up by their ankles. Yoga poses in the ICU, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but no, it's pretty cool. So yeah, um, you know, we do this with our patients that are, you know, they're obviously intubated and sedated. Um, and it's a big procedure where, you know, you need to have at least four registered nurses, um, respiratory therapists and a physician leading it um, because these patients are very sick. So like I said, it's not e as easy as us doing a little flip in the bed. Um, yeah. It's a lot of a lot of muscle involved. The this whole like this whole concept it, it's so fascinating to see all of the different um uh like the vernacular that's now starting to be sort of like seared into our our psyches right now with things like social distancing and uh quarantine and um uh you know um Dude, the word front line. Uh, front, yeah, I mean PPE like, that's another one that like that I learned that I didn't know before. Um I I I feel like there's a lot of people who don't, who probably don't really, um, haven't taken the time to think about what a ventilator looks like or what that actually entails. Mm -hmm. And I watched a video of it a couple of days ago. It was like a, um, it was a sort of, not an instructional video, but it was like a video that, that, um, it wasn't a real human. So it was a, it was a sort of animated video to show the process of, of intubation and, and like the, the use of a ventilator. And when I watched this, I, I was like, my jaw dropped and I was like, Holy dude, fuck. no fucking thank you. Like I, <laughs> I, I most certainly do not ever want to experience that. Yep. Um, can you kind of like just paint the picture for us of what it looks like to, for someone to be intubated or, or um, I mean what it means to be intubated and what, it, what a ventilator looks like on a patient. What Wait, is intubated, are you being intubated with a ventilator or are they two different things? So you're, <laughs> <laughs> so basically intubation is the process of putting a breathing tube in somebody's airway um, to connect them to a ventilator that can do the breathing for them. Okay. So you go through the process of 
intubating or we say we intubate people or I think this person is going to need to be intubated. And if you're doing the intubating, you're the intubator. You are the intubator, correct. And if you're really good at it, you're a master intubator. And you know what? We want to be really good at it. Too. That was a great setup, Brian. I'm going to give right. that one like to that. you, buddy. I like that. No, that was um, a good one. So yeah, so yeah, intubation is actually um, one of like the core um, fundamental skills that you need um, with working in critical care. Um, mm. So I don't do the actual intubating um, myself. It's not within my scope of practice as a registered nurse. It's um, an RT, right? So yeah, a uh, respiratory therapist, uh, they can intubate um, and physicians can intubate. Um, and so something with COVID-19 and uh, you know risk for infection and everything like that, um, you want people who are really good at intubating to intubate these people to minimize any transmission of any diseases. Now when, when uh, I know that Nova Scotia is not there yet, but somewhere like somewhere like New York where like, you know, shit is crazy hospitals are totally overwhelmed would there be would would those regulations i don't know if they're the same um would those start to be relaxed in a time like this where a hospital is completely overwhelmed and maybe there's not enough physicians or like is the janitor is the janitor stepping (laughs) in and intubating (laughs) there are times you can have such a busy shift i'm like i just want an extra set of hands i don't care if it's the janitor (laughs) we might see that we might like who knows right now (laughs) Um, I know like right now it's pretty well the RTs and physicians. Um, they also have anesthesia assistants that sometimes work in the OR and I'm pretty sure they can intubate. Don't quote me on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, things are changing daily and we're in pandemic mode right now. So right now it's not in my scope of practice and I don't think it will be a skill that I will be learning as while someone's getting intubated, I have to do all I I got to man this patient while they're putting the tube in. Right. Hey, hey Ryan, as like, you know, these, we've, we've said this so many times, but like, these are really weird times that we're living in right now and, and, and pretty scary too. Um, I, I'm, I know that personally, like I feel a little bit overwhelmed with all of this, but like, I'm also just staying at home every day as somebody who's like working in the ICU and likely somebody who's coming into contact with people who have COVID-19, um, are you, are you nervous at all? Like, is, is there anything that like makes you feel really uncomfortable about going to work every day? Totally a great question. Um, because feelings, there's a lot of feelings, uh, right now, both, you know, um, personally and professionally. Um, I feel like I'm kind of waving up and down, up and down. Um, some days I'm super optimistic. Um, and then I find some days I'm like, okay, this is the end of the world as we know it. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I read this article today that, um, was talking about a patient at a hospital who had these, uh, who was exhibiting psychiatric symptoms. And, um, it turns out that they, they were schizophrenic already, but their, um, their episode had actually been triggered by the fact that they had COVID-19, um, because their, their, um, system was compromised because they were infected with this virus. So, Therefore, whatever their body, however their body responded, it was by having this psychiatric um, episode. And um, like when I read that, I was like, holy shit, like, you know, anybody exhibiting weird symptoms could all of a sudden have like COVID-19. I should be afraid of coming into contact with everybody. And then I imagined like what, like when we were sitting down to talk, talk with you, I was like, holy shit, you're like in the place where all of these people are coming (laughs) like nonstop. Like, is that overwhelming? (laughs) Um, you know what? Right now I'm not that overwhelmed. Again, that changes from day to day. Mm. Um, I have faith in science and I do have Mm. faith in our healthcare system. I don't want to give any false reassurance. Like this is some scary shit and it's real. Mm. And that means people stay home. Do not go out partying. Do not like stay home. Mm. As for me, I don't fear so much the virus. I fear how it can affect people. Mm-hmm. Um, I pray to God that I don't get the virus or none of my family members, but there is a chance that I can or will. Um, and I've kind of just accepted that. Um, I put faith into science and I put faith into like, you know, I'm as careful as I can be. And that includes using your personal protective equipment at work, using it properly. Mm. Um, because you know, you're 
your equipment is only as good as you can use it. Mm -hmm. Um, and it involves like you're switching out your daily routine. Like you're going to work, you're changing into scrubs from the hospital. We're cleaning all the time. You're washing your hands all the time. My hands are like raw. Um, and then you come home and you're like, just shut, you're like, disinfect me right away. You know? So I do, you know, I do know that I'm going into a place of work that can be, you know, considered contaminated, but I just take it with a grain of salt and I'm like, somebody's got to do it. Um, it just so happens to be my unit and I'm ready for the fight again. Mm. And like you said, you're, you're, you're doing, you put your faith in science, you know, the protocols, you know what you, you know, all the things that you need to do to stay as safe and as healthy as possible. And and you accept the, and you accept the risk that absolutely maybe that will be enough and maybe it won't. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Sick boy podcast. We'll be right back after this word from our sponsors. Think of your favorite one-hit wonder. Or that overpriced toy your parents would never let you have. Or that TV show that no one else remembers because it was canceled way too soon. Now what if we could fix it? I'm Francesca Ramsey. And I'm DeLon Grant. And after 20 years of friendship, we are now hosting a new nostalgia podcast called Let Me Fix It. Each episode, we'll dig into our favorite celebrities, shows, and brands of yesteryear, and then imagine what it would take to repackage them for relevance today. Think of our show as an intervention, but with way less stakes. So subscribe to Let Me Fix It wherever you get your favorite podcasts. For for the patients that eventually... I mean... um. Hopefully we don't come to this, but it, 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 looking at the numbers, it seems like we've, we inevitably will for that time when the ICU starts getting filled with these patients who need to be, uh, on ventilators. Um, is there, is there much difference? Do you think in, in the way that, um, say like, say Taylor and I both get it right. Taylor is a pretty, uh, healthy human being, I'm immunocompromised. We both come in at the same time and we both end up in the ICU um, with COVID. Is there is there a difference between the way that I would be treated or looked after versus Taylor um, because of the 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 compromised immune system or, or, you know, or if it's someone who's like over 60, like, does that look different? Or is it like once you're in the ICU, you're in the ICU and you're getting the exact same, being treated the exact same no matter who you are? Yeah, so I think, like, you know, right now we're not in the um, states that other places are, such as New York, Italy, all those places. Um, Thank God, and hopefully we don't get there because that comes with some really difficult decision-making, especially on physicians and um, also family members. Um, As with regards to, for example, if you and Taylor were in the intensive care unit, you are already immunocompromised. Um, right. So, you you know, your lungs aren't as healthy as Taylor's. Well, I'm assuming mm-hmm. Taylor has good lungs, but who knows? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, the thing he did. ICU he, is, he sent me a, Taylor sent me a picture of his whoop strap this morning and his score, man, he was at 97%. His resting heart rate's like 39. Oh, like, Jesus the guy is, yeah. is like a okay, specimen. Yeah. He's not a piece bad, of work. <laughs> my my resting hey heart rate's like 173. <laughs> hey guys, I'm 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 just like everybody else, okay? <laughs> just like everybody else. Um but like I don't think there would be any difference um with regards to if if you are in with COVID-19, um you're automatically put on precautions. <laughs> Therefore, um I know often I've cared for cystic fibrosis patients and often you guys are put on reverse precautions. Um so so I don't bring in any germs to you. So I'll be putting gloves and gown and all that good stuff on coming in. Just yeah. your care. That's already a standard um, with regards to caring for patients for COVID-19. Um, mm. So, you know, I think all those measures will be put into place. Mm. Um, yeah. I wonder, I wonder, Jeremy, if 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 it if the difference in care would be more so on the on the front end, you know, like if you were diagnosed and you and I are showing, let's say we, we both go in to get tested on the same day. And you're not really showing any sign, like you know, you're like, hey, I lost my sense of smell, and I'm like, I lost my sense of taste, but that's about it for each of us. And we go mm. in and we get tested, and they say you both have it. I w- I wouldn't be surprised if there was a difference in care at that level, where where you get clo- more closely monitored, maybe because it's like you have a higher chance of it developing into right. something 
uh, than I, than it, I than I it, do. Or what about though in the case of like, um, you know, say it say it got really bad, and and we were, you know, I, I don't know if they would call a code orange in that scenario or not. I guess they probably would because do you mean for the hospital? Like, yeah, yeah, and they're looking at like mass amounts of numbers of people coming in. Uh, all at the same time. So say say it is like a code orange type um, uh, scenario, and and there's an a limited amount of beds, and you know you guys come down to a point where it's like you have to be really selective on who lives or who dies. Like like in those kinds of scenarios, is it like the do Are you, you trying to make you, Ryan pick between you and Taylor? Like, yes, like, yeah, like I, I like, I, hey, I actually, like, like, hey, do we, do you guys save the vulnerable guy with CF, or do you just go fuck him? He's probably gonna die soon anyway. Let's just save the healthy guy. <laughs> yeah. Guys, resting heart rate is thirty nine. Yeah, I think the choice is clear. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it, as fucked as you put it, Brian. Yes, I am actually asking that. Um, uh, because I, I imagine that if if things get so bad it, and it comes to that, um, I, I imagine that like those are decisions that are going to have to be made by by the people who are actually on the floor and and see these things. So like decisions that are being made in this world right now, and I yeah, pray God they yeah. don't have to come here. I pray do, to God we can yeah. the curve, and it's not like that. Do you know what, like, do you know how those decisions are made or like what they base those I things off of in those scenarios? Criteria. Um, right. It wouldn't be really, um, as a registered nurse, it wouldn't be in my scope of practice to make those right. decisions with regarding um, plan of care um, of a patient. Sure. Right. Sure. Um, and often, um, you know, um, healthcare directives and stuff like that. Um, it's yeah. not really in my scope. I can, of course, talk to my patients, counsel them, and everything like that. But I'm not sure exactly how those decisions are made. I but I do know that I could probably speak on for every physician that I know that none of them want to have to be put in the circumstance to make these decisions. Right. I mean, talking even talking to Indy uh, last week. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he as a physician, as an ER physician, he wasn't really he wasn't really too sure about how on the protocol for a triage. Be, yeah, because I mean, no, I mean, it's such a rare. Yeah, exactly. Your regular like, policies and procedures like that mm. we're following, like this is new shit, and yeah. today it's different. Information from yesterday may change today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and I mean, like, I guess any hospital that ends up being faced with that, I mean, it's really, <laughs> it's really not until they are faced with it that yeah. they really mm. know because. Because even if there are, even if there are protocols to follow, I mean, those protocols. I can't imagine they speak super clearly to what to do in world pandemic mode, you know, type of thing. Like, you know, like there are no one in our lifetime has been, has, has been through this or has, has been prepped for this or is familiar with this. Yeah. It's on a nursing school. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, Worldwide pandemic, like okay, why didn't we get a course on this? No. <laughs> I have a question for you. I have a question for you that might be um, that might be that might require you to speculate a, a little bit. Um, so don't feel too pr- uh, pressured by it. But um, uh, something that's been hot in the news the last few days is is Boris Johnson, the the Prime Minister of the UK. Um, uh, he was admitted to the intensive care unit. You think that was yesterday? Was that yesterday? Uh, yeah, it was yesterday. Yeah. It's yesterday. Today is April eighth. We're recording mm-hmm. this, um, and uh, obviously that's big news because that's a you know that's a uh, the leader of a of a superpower in the world. And um, what what does that they I, they've said that he's not on a ventilator, but he's in the ICU. What would what would that what does that mean? when we're thinking about some, when we're talking about somebody who's, you know, of, of the, the, the stature of, of a prime minister of a country being moved to the ICU, what is that saying about that, about that situation? That situation. So all I really know about this situation is what you guys are telling me now, as I've been bad with following the news, everything's COVID COVID. So I'm just kind of yeah. like, yeah, I'm going I'm to sit down and watch the Simpsons. You're um, fucking around it enough. Don't you don't I'm, even need, you don't uh, need to know this shit, man. I'm like, I'm like, enough talk about this shit. Let's talk about something. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I mean, I guess you could strip away the fact that he's a fucking prime minister of yeah, a country. Well, no, I mean, what it, what it shows is that this virus uh, sees no particular race, no particular sex, 
religion, anything like that, um, as humans were being affected by this. Um, with him being in the intensive care unit, a different country, their ICUs may work a little bit different. Mm. Um, or he may he may be really sick in the sense he may require some, you know, he may have all other um, illnesses that could exasperate a little bit more with being sick. Therefore, he could be in the ICU not getting um, respiratory support with a ventilator, but he may need some blood pressure support or he may need drugs given to him that they wouldn't be able to give in other units or extra cardiac monitoring, mm. more monitoring that can't be done in other places. So, you know, I... Is I there, Ryan, is there, um like, when people end up in the ICU, is there, like, an average rate of um, how often they recover and how often people die? Um, I don't know the actual numbers. Um, like... There, the thing with ICU, with critical care, there are some sad cases, and you do you deal with death. Death is part of your life and your practice. Um, but you also see good stories, um, and they're the ones that make critical care worth like staying in. Um, my favorite thing about critical care is you're usually one to one with your patients, so you get give them the best care ever. So, Jeremy, you can come be my patient then. I would love <laughs> to be your patient, Rye. Rye, I, I I call dibs on Ryan, guys. Okay, okay. You yeah. know, like, like you'll be getting a mouth swab every two hours. Like, too bad, Jared. Like, um, too bad. Too bad you're likely. Uh, too bad you're likely going to be the person who's cast aside uh, to make room <laughs> to make room for Taylor. <laughs> you know what? Oh, that was hardcore. Ryan, I have uh, I have a quick little story here uh, that I'll tell you just to just to kind of uh, put a smile on your face. Uh, while I was in the I wasn't in the intensive care unit. I was in the the step down. Um, uh, intermediate. What? What? Yeah. You, you you said it early. Intermediate care. Yeah. So it was after surgery. I had major uh, abdominal surgery, and uh, I was in the I was in the step down the intermediate uh, care unit, and I received a package. And uh, this package was uh, there was no. It, it was just addressed to Jeremy Saunders, like whatever, like fifth floor, wherever the fuck I was, uh, with room number, and I'm super drugged up. I'm on like, you know, tons of painkillers, all the good stuff. Like I'm like pretty fresh out of surgery and the package doesn't have who it's from on, on it. It's, it's like, there's no return address. I have no idea who this is from. So a nurse, uh, who was coming around to do, do rounds and she was, she was coming in to do my vitals. She brings the package in for me and she lays it on the bed and she's kind of, you know, puttering around doing her thing, uh, checking my blood pressure, um, uh, you know, like listening to my heart rate or, you know, puts the little finger thing on my finger. And while she's doing that, I'm opening this package up, like totally drunk out of my mind on whatever cocktail of drugs I'm on. And I'm, I'm confused as I like unravel this package and I slowly pull out this, this, uh, don't say pull out triple, triple dildo strap on <laughs> and that a pink strap on with three dildos and I, I turn and i just look at the nurse and she just looks at me and is like okay then well, and gets up and just fucking leaves <laughs> well okay then yeah. but you know it was uh, so funny nothing friggin phases us we see every day human like I'm sure. I'm sure I've seen shit like that. And literally, yeah. you're like, okay, okay, yeah. yep. I'm gonna close the curtains. You have fun, Mister. Yeah. Yeah. Some privacy now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hand sanitizer for when you're done. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you to Jesse Heyman yeah, for Je that. Uh, yeah. Was it? Yeah, Je yeah that was Jesse from Jack.org. <laughs> um, well, Ryan, I I want to. Uh, you know what? Guys, join me, Brian Taylor. Join me now. We're gonna we're gonna give a full round of applause here for Ryan and everyone that he works with. You guys are awesome. You guys, no, you guys you are fucking awesome. You got, you, you yeah, got thanks, dude. Going, right, like yeah. Thank you for all the work that you're doing, and and you you are you know you are um you are our generation's like frontline fighters, and uh, and it's it's pretty wild to see you you. Uh, it's pretty wild to like sit here and talk to you and 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 see you say something like you you're not afraid of this virus you're more afraid of of what it's going to do to others and so I think that's a pretty selfless thing to say and uh, I I'm super grateful for people like yourself and, dude I'm uh, gonna 
I'm going to uh, give somebody an idea here. Somebody else can have this. I don't need it. Um, just giving it away for free. But if somebody wants to make little, you said like, that's so smugly. Little, like, <laughs> the way you, the way you yeah. blinked when you that said was, it, you were like, that was filled with see e- that. that was filled with <laughs> egotism. But here, well, tell, here, judge me on the idea then. Um, somebody should make little green like army men figures, except be healthcare um, practitioners, and then sell them and raise money for uh, all the healthcare providers. Oh, that's a great idea, Brian. You're you so got sweet. that idea you know from the uh, Somebody... yoga from the yoga uh, army men that I have. I just got it from thinking of them being frontline, frontline sure. warriors yeah. in this yeah. fight against COVID nineteen. Well, that's for you. That's for you guys out there. Uh, you can have that. That's on Brian. <laughs> so that's funny because Ryan's Ryan's, Ryan's video is frozen right now. But it just yeah, looks Ryan's, like Ryan's totally frozen. I think he Ryan's just, gone. He just, uh, <laughs> uh, we'll he just looks like he's we'll unimpressed with now. your idea, Brian. It looks like he's staring at me like. Are you serious? <laughs> that was the dumbest idea he's ever oh, heard. Fuck. <laughs> um, uh, oh, right. Right. said, I can still hear you guys. Want me to hang up and dial again? <laughs> oh, fuck. Ah, there we go. That was great, eh? Wow. Rai's a great guy. Uh, and <laughs> Wonderful. Al- and also uh, made me realize how badly I don't want to go to the ICU. Yeah. Mm. Or hear any more of Brian's jokes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? I'm going to put what? myself in the ICU if I have to fucking hear another one. So let's just end the episode. <laughs> you know right what? Here. Honestly, it, it is really weird that I tell j- dad jokes because um, I don't have any kids. It's kind of a faux pas. Uh, that is it for this week. <laughs> I'm Brian. I don't even, I don't even <laughs> I'm fucking Bri- get it. I'm Brian. A faux, a faux pas. I said, that is it for this week. I said I'm Brian. I'm Taylor. I guess I'm Lauren. And I am Jeremy, and unfortunately, this is Sick Boy. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.